All right. The big question of the day. Will stocks sell off as we head into the weekend? Good morning and welcome to today's stock market update for Friday, December 10th. Stocks gave back some gains yesterday. So what's next? What did the monthly inflation report have to say? Is Lucid in a free fall? And what the heck happened to GameStop? What about travel stocks? And a big earnings miss for Chewy and much more. If this is your first time, I'm Mark Hodge. I'm a professional trader and head coach at Rockwell Trading. And every morning we sift through tons of websites, newsletters, and reports to bring you the most important news as we approach the trading day. But we don't just keep this information to ourselves. We go live every weekday, Monday through Friday, to share with you what you need to know as a trader to help you navigate these crazy markets. Now, if this is your first time, I know it can be a little overwhelming, so make sure to check the link in the video description where we will have a special video just for you that will help you get started. So let's take a look at what the markets did on Thursday. Let's bring up the charts here, and we see that the indices here, the, the major indices were down yesterday, snapping a three-day win streak. So uh, the E-mini S&P, or the S&P 500, up three days straight yesterday, opening lower. We could go to a five-minute chart here and look at what happened for the day. Opening lower, uh, falling, kind of chopping around a little bit and then selling off into the close. The NASDAQ was actually the hardest hit. If we go to the NASDAQ, the NASDAQ was just in a free fall throughout the day, down 1.7%. So tech stocks took the biggest hit yesterday. The Dow finished lower by a fraction of a point. So although it did snap a losing streak officially, it was essentially flat for the day. So Dow out of sync here. It's, we're, we're seeing this rotation, uh, tech stocks into uh uh, Dow blue chip stocks and, and uh, safer investments here. And we see that there was a slightly lower open and then a close essentially uh, at the previous day's close. So that's what happened yesterday. But in spite of the, the pullback yesterday, if we go to a weekly chart, still a nice week. We're up 3.4% in the Dow. The S&P is up 2.8% for the week. And the NASDAQ is up 2.9%. So heading into the open, we have a nice week, even though we pulled back a little bit yesterday. So what's going to happen today as we head into the weekend? And uh, this is where inflation data was really the, the driver here for today's session. And we did see, let's go to the economic calendar, CPI data was released and it came in at 0.8%, so higher by 0.8% for the month, which was higher than expected. This was actually the highest that uh, in inflation prices have been, so the CPI number, it's the highest reading for the year, uh, going back almost 40 years, back to 1982 when uh, Ronald Reagan was president. We also see CPI or core CPI data. So core CPI excludes food and energy costs since those tend to be a little more volatile. And with core CPI data, it came in in line with expectations up 0.5%. But with that increase for the, for the year, that is the highest reading for core CPI since 1991. 
So we know that energy prices are higher. We know that prices are higher than uh, they have been, but this is just continuing to support what we're experiencing. And we know the deal originally, the Fed was saying this was transitory and temporary, but month after month after month with increases at some point, it becomes really uh, you know, not so much of a, a temporary situ situation and possibly a little more of a long-term one. Breaking down the report just a little bit more, a few numbers for you. Energy prices are up 33.3% since November of 2020. Gas is up 58.1%. Used car prices are up 31.4%. So some huge increases there. And according to the Labor Department, food and energy have jumped uh, more in the last 12 months at the, or at the fastest pace in the last uh, 12 months than we've seen in 13 years. Now let's look at a chart. See how the the uh, markets reacted this, and I'm bringing up a chart of the E-mini S&P, and I'm going to a five-minute chart here. So here we see E-mini futures representing the S&P, and look at this craziness. So I I, I can't really explain this. I mean, we, we could come up with all sorts of uh, excuses for this, but you would think just you know this is why trade what you see, not what you think. You would think that. A higher CPI reading, meaning that inflation is possibly a bigger concern, would be something that the Fed would take as a concern. And the Fed, with their uh, tools to combat higher inflation, like raising interest rates uh, and slowing down their uh, economic stimulus, that that would be bad for the markets and this would be bad for the markets as well. But futures jumped on the news. Look at this. This is uh, 8.30 Eastern when the report came out. The E-mini S&P went from 46.75 to about 46.92. So futures are pointing to a higher start. The E-mini S&P up 0.6% right now. The NASDAQ up 0.9% right now. The mini Dow up 0.3%. So uh, growth stocks getting a little love there. And the E-mini S&P higher. Dow futures up a little bit. So kind of opposite what you would expect with this data, but it is what it is, and that's why it's important to trade what you see, not what you think, right? So let's take a look at some movers here, and let's uh, go to let's go to Lucid. So LCID Lucid getting hammered yesterday. We talked about this. I, I wanted to bring it up because yesterday at the open. We talked about Lucid being down. I think it was down about 5-6%. So um, they announced that uh, there was a proposed convertible senior notes offering, which just means they're raising money and adding more shares, right? Diluting the, the shares uh, based on what uh, current shareholders own. <clears throat> and uh, shareholders don't like to hear that. But we were down 5-6%. to 6 And then at the end of the day, ended down 18%. So Lucid just getting hammered, uh, trading back down to levels we haven't seen since October, late October, up a little bit pre-market. So it looks like this uh, $38 level is attractive for Lucid traders and uh, up about 4% trading at $38.02 pre-market. Uh, so just a wild one, uh, really just after trading in, in this range here, just a huge, huge jump. Let's look at another one, GME. I mean, GME, we know the, the story here, and it's been a little choppy and sideways for quite a while. And then yesterday, uh, there was a reaction to earnings, and 
things got worse. So yesterday they reported, or the day before they reported a bigger loss than expected. Yesterday was the first time traders had an opportunity to react to it. And GME opening at 167, but selling off just a, a waterfall sell-off uh, throughout the day and trading down 10% yesterday on that bigger than expected quarterly loss. We might as well look at <clears throat> a Stitch Fix too. Stitch Fix. So uh, this was one where uh, it is bouncing back a little bit. Yesterday it had a little bit of a comeback up 5.5%, uh, even though the stock finished well off of session highs. Uh, this digital personal shopping company plummeted on Thursday um, after an earnings beat, but uh, reporting disappointing guidance for the fiscal second quarter and for the year. But making a little bit of a comeback, trying to fill this gap here. Uh, 20, 27 pre-market, so up a little bit more. Now, travel stocks, let's take a quick look. Let's look at like United Airlines because yesterday there was a pause in this comeback. So down 1.8%. Uh, American Airlines down just 0.5%. So that that travel comeback, you know, travel was hit because of the Omicron news, took a, a big... Uh, drop here and traded lower coming back a little bit but yesterday travel stocks paused um there was some news for love though so southwest airlines down pre-market so we saw that you know looking at aal aal is basically flat pre-market united is flat pre-market but if we look at love down 3.6 percent the story with southwest is that uh Goldman Sachs, I believe they issued a downgrade for uh, Love. And I think that Alaska also had a downgrade. Let's look at ALK. Uh, not, not so sure about that, but Love for sure downgraded and taking a little heat uh, pre-market. Look at that. Trading back at 42 bucks. Back at levels not seen since November. Wow, what a... What a move there. Uh, a few others. Let's take a look at Oracle. So Oracle up 13% this morning. Huge jump. I have to adjust the chart here. Look at this uh, for Oracle. <clears throat> big, big move for Oracle. They reported an earnings beat. They beat by 10 cents. Better than expected revenue. So traders are liking that pre-market. Let's look at AVGO. A couple other movers here. AVGO Broadcom traders keep chipping away at pre-market gains uh, up 7% pre-market this came after a, an earnings win and better revenue as well so uh, AVGO look at that big jump for AVGO some nice movers pre-market on earnings uh, a few others let's look at Costco Costco up 2% so uh, AVGO and Oracle, big, big winners this morning. Costco doing okay here. Um, up 1%, oh, 2% actually. They reported better than expected earnings and revenue. They also reported a 15% jump in same-store sales and a 14.3% jump in e-commerce sales. So e-commerce doing well for Costco. Uh, they did say that higher costs and supply chain concerns did have an impact on the quarter but that they were able to mitigate those problems for the most part. So able to handle those issues. And traders are liking uh, the, the earnings report for Costco. Let's look at Lulumon. Lulu, L-U-L-U. -L -U. 
down 1% here. And uh, this one, so Lululemon, they reported better than expected earnings, a small revenue beat, but the company warned that new COVID-19 variants could impact demand for athleisure. I, I did not make that up. Athleisure clothing uh, if it leads to temporary store closures and um, and a possibly uh, supply chain problems. So that, that warning uh, has Lulu down just a little bit pre-market. Let's look at Chewy. Chewy, another mover pre-market. Chewy down almost 10%. This is one that I have not liked, and uh, I, I traded it last year, I think, once, but I stayed away since. Just not a fan of Chewy. Um, so Chewy down almost 10% after reporting a bigger loss than expected. The blame, supply chain issues, labor shortages, and higher inflation. So same story, right? Supply chain issues, labor shortages, and higher inflation. Uh, they also reported fewer customers So uh, for the quarter. That that you know or new customers so uh, not attracting new customers is always a problem for any business let's look at beyond here bynd so beyond uh is down more than down more than one point or actually almost uh three percent now down over 2.5 percent pre-market after the culinary geniuses at taco bell <laughs> I'm sorry. Weren't happy with the samples they were trying to use for a plant-based carne asada menu item. Uh, so not happy with uh, the the Beyond Carne, and uh, and so they said that we're scratching that. Taco Bell said they're dropping plans for that. Uh, they're no longer testing that menu item, but they will work together on new products uh, like the bean burrito. No, I'm kidding about that part. Uh, but I'm telling the truth about that continuing to work with Beyond Meat to see if they could come up with some uh, menu items for, for Taco Bell, but they're dropping their carne asada burrito. All right, all right. So let's go back to futures here, and uh, it looks like we're still setting up for a higher start. So selling off into the weekend, at least not yet. Futures higher after CPI, a little bit of a surprise, but hey, uh, if futures and uh, the markets want to run back to record highs, then that's okay with me. I just like those down days because uh, as a wheel trader, I like it when we get those drops. So if you like this video and want to see more, please make sure to like the video and subscribe to our channel. And if you want to find out how we approach the markets and the strategies that we use, definitely take a look at our channel uh, for those videos, specifically the videos on the PowerX strategy and the wheel strategy. And if that doesn't get a like, I'll leave you with a bad trading joke. And this one's bad. What do you call a guy named John that runs a trading desk? Jack of all trades. <laughs> I apologize for that. But that's going to do it for today's trading video. I hope you have a great trading day. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back here on Monday. I'll be with Marcus then. Uh, until then, happy trading, everybody.